Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Shang Peng, editor-in-chief of San Jose Hockey Now. You can also find me at NBC Sharks or on Twitter at Shang underscore Peng. And I'm Keegan McNally. You can find my work at uh, Twitter at Halfwall underscore Hockey, uh, at my website, half-wallhockey.com, or at San Jose Hockey Now. Uh, it is training camp week, and we have an exciting podcast for everybody. Yeah, we're just going to uh, talk about right now how we're seeing it on this is uh, Thursday night, September 28th, uh, how we're seeing uh, the, how the rosters will, will shake out. We also will have a, a roster with and without Logan Couture because that is the big news of training camp so far that uh, Logan Couture uh, is, uh, has not been available for training camp. He's dealing with a lower body injury, and we're not exactly sure when he'll be back. Yeah, hey, we're going to... Um, first run through basically the forwards, defensemen, goaltenders that are locks in the mix kind of thing, uh, ones that are kind of on the bubble. Uh, we will create a roster and then we'll mention some of our um, other observations from the games and the camps in general. Yep. So, so uh, let's, yeah, let's just uh, get get going. Yeah, let's uh, start with uh, the forwards. And, um, you know, we're not going to uh, talk about some of these kind of guys that we see as 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 locks, you know, sort of, uh, you know, we know that Tomas Hurdle, for example, is going to make the opening night roster if he's healthy. We know Logan Couture, if he's healthy, will be on it. So, sure. um, so other guys that we see sort of in that same uh, same regard. And like I said, we're going to start first with a, a, a roster with Couture, and then we'll talk later about who we mm -hmm. think might replace Couture. But uh, mm -hmm. right now, uh, our, our list that we agreed upon, uh, sort of our locks are uh, uh, Philip Zadina, uh, Nico Sturm, Anthony Duclair, uh, Luke Kunin, Fabian Zetterlin, uh, Logan Couture, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc, uh, Mikhail Grenlin, Mike Hoffman, and Alexander Barabanov. And so I think we have 11 forwards there. Do we have, is that 11? Let me, let me count that again. Yeah, that's 11 forwards that's 11. right there. I think Zadina's on that like in that like middle ground. I think he's probably the eleventh of that that list. Maybe the tenth behind LeBanc, maybe. Uh, um, I had a Zetterlin too. I would say you know yeah, uh, good point, good point. before uh, I will say that Zadina's one player that I do want to talk about Bef before camp. You know, be uh, when the Sharks signed him, I wasn't really sure about uh, Zadina's overall game. But what's impressed me about uh, uh, Philip mm. so far is, and I actually clipped a play from uh, uh, the exhibition game on Wednesday, uh, uh, the very opening shift, he uh, he beat Adam Henrique uh, on a one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one puck battle. Adam Henrique is, you know, is huge, uh, <laughs> angel veteran of a decade, right? He's, you know, the classic grizzled vet, right? Sure. And Zadina, um, just, you know, a combination of speed, but also mm -hmm. strength, uh, just, uh, just, took the puck, uh, just beat uh, Henrique uh, to the puck. Also, his body kept him off, too. It wasn't just like he just used his speed, uh, a combination of that. And I've seen uh, sort of that tenacity with Zadina so yeah. far uh, in preseason and uh, in the scrimmages. So I think that uh, I think I think before if before training camp, I would have thought, yeah, he's probably going to make it because the Sharks signed him and all that stuff. Like he's going to make opening night. But um after watching him play, though, I have a little more confidence in that. Um, yep. I am still concerned, though. He's been around the puck a lot, both in preseason and during scrimmages, but not a lot of production so far. And so yeah, I'm a little suspicious about that. But I don't know what I, I kind of expected from Zadina because, like, it's kind of been his story, I think, in, in Detroit as well, is that he um, hasn't been able to put up points, hasn't been able to score goals, that kind of thing. And that's that's why this whole fallout happened with him. Um, but you're right. He's very, he's actually like 
got a lot of hustle. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. more than I thought he would. I thought he would be more of this kind of like floaty kind of sniper. Right, right, right. Like a like a like poor man's version of Ovechkin or something like that, right? Yeah, and, he, and he's not. He's um he's actually got a lot of um, grind to his game. So I think you're right. I think now that we've seen him play, he I th- would also be pretty unwise because he's still an RFA and he's not waivers exempt that I, I think he's going to make the team. So. Yeah. So I think someone would snap him up, you know, he yep. mentioned, uh, and I believe there were teams that were after him too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not, you know, obviously he's not making a lot too. uh, you know, 1.1 1. 1 million. So yeah. yeah. And one a team year, would take so. him. And I'm I think he trusted sure. the Sharks yeah. enough to, in this whole process that they're going to trust him right back and keep. And him. I, I think he so far has, has, uh, you know, you know, training cap still has, um, two weeks left, but so far he's shown that I think that uh, the Sharks sort of, uh, you know, he's he 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 he's reward. He's paid them back to the degree of that he's showed up uh, hungry. You know, just like mm-hmm. that that play I mentioned. Uh, he's been hungry for the puck, and you yeah. can see that on you know on most of his shifts. And so um, so yeah, I've 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 liked that. Um, just uh, hopefully uh, the goals start to follow. Yeah, so we've got 11 locks there, including Anthony yep. Duclair, who's a new addition, Mike Hoffman, who's a new addition, Granlin, new addition. There's a lot of new additions to this forward group from last year. I would um, say, oh, I want to add a note which, too about Granlin that mm-hmm. I've uh, I, I've I've uh, mentioned in, in in one of my stories that Granlin, um, uh, they've been uh, uh, David Quinn has has been glowing about uh, Granlin, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give an ex- example of that. Actually, I, I think I asked about uh, Granlin even before the exhibition games or preseason games. Granlin hasn't played any yet, but uh, he was absolutely glowing about Granlin. And then I asked about another player, and Quinn was like, oh, I don't really want to judge a guy uh, uh, based on uh, <laughs> practice. <laughs> but he had already judged Granlin. And so uh-huh. and so I think that tells you that 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 Granlin, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting Granlin to to come back and have a strong season. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know that he was a uh, disappointment in Pittsburgh uh, trade deadline uh, and didn't have a great year in Nashville, too. Um, but I think the expectation is that we are going to see uh, sort of of uh, uh, the Mikhail Granlin that we've uh, been accustomed to for most of the last decade. Yeah, he um, he's mentioned himself too, right? Like he's put a couple quotes out there that are like, I'm going to surprise people. I'm yeah. going to, <laughs> I have a lot left in the tank and, you know, don't doubt me kind of thing. That's so. that's my fault. I, I, I When mm-hmm. I asked him a question, I used the phrase lost it. And he's like, I 100% haven't lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I think he, he's going to be an interesting addition, especially if Couture is hurt um, to start the year because he is oh, one of the few centers on this roster that could be I think it would be more interesting if Couture is healthy because or suddenly true. the Sharks true. have like, uh, top four centers that are actually you can talk your, you can talk yourself into Hurdle, Couture, Granlin, mm-hmm. and uh, Sturm as your you know Sturm won a Stanley Cup as as Colorado's four C. Uh, yeah. I think you could really talk yourself into into that center group. You can't really talk yourself anywhere else in the lineup, maybe, but center maybe. No, center be fine. I mean, yeah. you'd have to have like Hurdle playing like a like an actual one C, which you know on and off Hurdle can do that. Couture playing like a yeah, a they, really they good can switch C. off Couture and Hurdle yeah. as sort of the one C responsibility depending on yep. the matchup, right? And if Hurdle comes back and has a bounce back here himself, yep. which uh, you know we are kind of projecting and I am projecting and expecting, sure. Um, so yeah, so it's a it's got um, I'll say it's not the deepest because they don't have lots of other natural centers, but the ones that they do have are pretty good. Um, and uh, beyond that, we have. Um, 
six players we identified as like or six. <laughs> Sorry, forwards. guys. Yeah, I had to leave the screen for a second. My okay. uh, uh, Mushu is uh, is uh, taking advantage of the time of me talking and and scratching herself and licking herself <laughs> intensely. So I had to stop well, that. So she has yeah. a skin problem. So yeah. So oh, that, we have to we have to regulate that. So <laughs> Mushu. Yeah, she doesn't. She, she doesn't like me yelling at the at the microphone. So <laughs> she knows just that you're some distracted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the eleven guys we know are going to be on there. Uh, we have six more forwards that are kind of like in this uh, in between zone. Yep. Two of them are um, not eligible for waivers. So um, waiver exempt. Yep. Yep. So Thomas Bordalo and William Eklund, who um, we have identified as like kind of on this bubble, um, as well as. Uh, Ryan Carpenter, Oscar Lindblom, Jacob Peterson, and Giovanni Smith, uh, who are not who are eligible for waivers. Yeah, and let's just kind of talk briefly about uh, you know, each of them. So I'll I'll start first with uh, with with Bordalo. Um, yeah. Bordalo, even with if 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 Kator is out, I just not I'm not seeing it. I do think Bordalo is better uh, uh, this uh, this year than he was last year in terms of just. Uh, um, defensive, you know, uh, uh, attention and just the, mm-hmm. the effort and commitment, you know, uh, to things other than offense. I do think that that is, I have noticed improvement there. Uh, I think that he has also benefited from being back at center. He it does yep. look more comfortable there. Um, but I don't think it's quite enough yet though, uh, that, um, he has taken a, he's going to take a job from, from, from somebody, uh, be it, a um, you know, a three C, uh, job, um, or even, you know, above that. Right. But, you know, like, and he should be in the skill role too. I don't, I don't think it serves him well to be, uh, a fourth line center to start off either. And so there's an argument that, okay, you can put, let's say Katora is hurt, put uh Bordolo at three C and Sturm at four C, but I don't think Bordolo has earned that. And that's just, that's, that's my opinion. I think there's, there's progress, um, but there's still work to be done there. Yeah. There's an interesting thing because they did put Bordalo at the um, the Couture spot when Couture was out. So they put him between Barabanov and Duclair. Um, and well, you know, we don't know that. So we I, that's a yeah. leap to call. I mean, that could have been they could have had Granlin there. I don't know. That's a bit of a <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's not like it. The this is obviously training camp and practice and stuff. It's not like a lock or nothing. It's just an interesting thing. I think they are thinking the same thing you are, which is he needs to be in a skill role. So right, right. can he and Quinn, fit Quinn into, said that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Can he fit in there right now? And I don't know if the answer is yes on that statement. So yeah, yeah. Quinn said that. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're we're going to put him with some good players and see what mm-hmm. he's got. And um, yeah, I, I again, I just um, I don't think it makes that me makes me happy that he was in a yeah. It makes me happy that he was in put in that position at least. Um, that shows me that they're also thinking the same things. Sure. Um, but uh, I think you're right in the fact that um i don't think he's shown enough yet and uh obviously it's still two more weeks but we'll see so yeah, the other I, center I, he's kind of battling with is, is ryan carpenter actually mm-hmm. um which is a uh, blast from the past in terms of sharks names but right um i i, I want to mention too with borlo that uh though going back to borlo just a little bit that like um, you know, Quinn has talked about, you know, ex- exhorted his guys to play inside and to own the small rink, uh, which is basically the, you know, between the dots, you know, the slot and that area, just the whole center area. And, um, 
I don't think Bortolo has, again, has been exceptional in that area. I think he's been better than he was last year. But um, again, though, you know, I, I think until you see him to really start to take that, that mm-hmm. um, he's not going to get like a plum spot with the Sharks, which is a top three center role, which is where he needs to be to, to succeed. He's, he needs to play in a skill role. And so until yep. he like you see that in the AHL, until he really starts to like seize on that and keep attacking the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still too many of the dipsy doodle kind of passes to, you know, just, just hope kind of plays, you know, instead of attacking, you know, and there's been yeah. some plays where, and I've written about it in my game notes. There's been some plays where he has attacked and I've liked that and I praise them for mm-hmm. it, but there's been other times where, where he hasn't. And I'm sort of seeing that in scrimmages and practices too. So, yeah. And there is still some issues with his de- defensive positioning and, um, he looks right. or can look a little lost sometimes is kind of the biggest issue. Um, he's going to be a, 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 probably a very late cut, I would imagine, if he is cut. Oh, sure, sure, based sure. Based on the way that the, the roster is shaking out and if Couture continues to be hurt. So yeah, sure. it'll be interesting. It's going to be a battle, for sure, yeah. um, between him, Carpenter, um, a few other names, uh, Oscar Lindblom, mm-hmm. um, who notably is probably, he uh, is the most expensive player on the, the in-the-mix list here for sure. the forwards. Um, he's got one more year left on his deal at over $2 million. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's kind of like a guy that they might consider to put through waivers because I don't think anyone's going to claim him. No one's going to claim him. Uh, not $2.5 yeah. not with what he's uh, produced. Yep. Sorry, I got to leave my dog for a second. <laughs> Do you want to speak through the microphone or should we cut yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, okay. we can know how to cut anything, so We're it's part of the... It. I, I'm, uh, yeah, it's Yo, mixing up the video for people seeing, seeing my butt, uh, uh, every, every few minutes. Um, See, this but, is um, why you have to listen on YouTube as well as, you know, <laughs> right. Watch on YouTube. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. you, so you can see my ass. You can um, see Shang's butt and maybe Mushu if Mushu shows yeah, up. Mushu will deign to show herself and stop licking yeah. herself. Like, like she, uh, keeps, keeps doing Yeah, I need to get like a, like a, a, like a, a like a cane to nudge her you know to, mm. so she doesn't do it not, not i to, bought these um yeah. i bought these little bean bags they're like very small um to basically throw up my cats when they try and steal my dog's food <laughs> so <laughs> i would not... do the cane for reach just just to just to like scratch her a little bit help scratch scratch her or yeah yep. or herself but uh anyway though uh so we're talking about Lindblom and actually we're gonna go mm-hmm. back to Carpenter too but let's talk about Lindblom first because sure. he's he's uh yeah the topic at hand um um I think a lot of people uh uh weren't weren't even sure why he was still playing for the sharks last year at times um mm-hmm. and i think um i think the reason uh reason why he kept himself in the lineup mm-hmm. was that oscar is still for all like his sort of uh didn't do much offensively last year obviously and we can see that in the stats but even just in terms of just like chances he was creating he just wasn't doing yeah. a whole lot there uh which was you know a disappointment considering his past production uh with uh, with yeah. the flyers at times um but um he's he's the kind of guy that's you know always good defensively always uh, you can rely on you know you can rely on him he's going to be in the right spots um he's always going to you know his efforts you know usually going to be there very consistent he's just a very consistent uh mm-hmm. trustworthy player um and 
Um, you know, if he's making, you know, minimum and he's your fourth line winger, you, you don't mind that because then he, he he's a guy that uh, is reliable and has a little bit of skill and that mm-hmm. might, you know, surprise you every once in a while from the from from the four winger spot. Uh, but of course, at, you know, triple of the, the veterans uh, uh, contract that he's making now, um, obviously, he hasn't justified that. Sure. Um, but, um, you know, it's camp is early, you know, um, he's only had one preseason game. Um, uh, but if he can, you know, again, I think there is still hope that he can find that game that he had a few years ago with, with the flyers. And so, uh, I think that, uh, I, I, th- I think that if he does find that along with his sort of defensive, you know, then if he becomes a two way winger again, for sure, they'll keep him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if he's not though, he still has value as a defensive winger. I guess that's the point of all I'm trying to say that like that, yeah. um, people really like seem to question why he was out there, but I, I, I think it, it made sense. The Sharks weren't very deep at forward last year for one, they are deeper this year, which sure. is why he's, he's uh, on the bubble guy. But like, let's not, uh, let's not, uh, like, I guess ignore, you know, what he was still, uh, you know, good for and reliable for with the Sharks mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, he provides something that coaches know and can trust on the fourth yeah. line, and uh, that's why he gets put out there on the fourth line. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget too, uh, and this is actually <laughs> funny to bring up uh, uh, with uh, David Quinn mentioning Shakir Mukhamadoulin with Chris Pronger uh, uh, yesterday. Mm. Uh, even though I want to emphasize, stress that David was just talking about how Mukhamadoulin looks like like this visually not like visually. You know, his game uh but yeah. anyway though um uh, <laughs> uh scott gordon last year when uh when uh uh when he got hired uh he had availability at, you know sharks assistant coach scott gordon and he coached Lindblom with i believe lehigh or maybe it was the philadelphia phantoms back then but basically the uh the in the ahl and he might actually coach them in the nhl too because uh, gordon was a interim uh, coach for the flyers but he actually compared uh, 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 Limblom to Patrice Bergeron of all players. <laughs> and again, right. <laughs> he wasn't saying that Limblom was, you know, a mm-hmm. selkie guy, a Hall of Famer sure. like Bergeron. But I think uh, if I remember correctly, what he specifically said was just that like, so low maintenance. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have to worry about him at all. You know that this guy's going to come in and give you a professional effort, take care of himself mm-hmm. on and off the ice. Uh, you know, be uh, be be a pro even on the ice in terms of just like being in the right spots, being responsible, yeah. all those kind of things, right? And so there is a value to that. And so, um, um, yeah. Uh, so there, there's 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 reasons to 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 like Oscar even if he's not scoring. Yeah, I think there's probably a better comparable than Futures first round, just because like the <laughs> offensive ceilings are different. But I get what they're saying, where it, you know yeah. it's consistent. It's consistency. It's like yeah, you just don't have to worry about a guy. Coaches love that. Yeah, like they, they can put that. in <laughs> right in a guy. I mean, yep. I love that too. I'm a fantasy football general manager, mm-hmm. and if you yep. can have a set it and forget it guy at at running back or whatever position, yep. right? You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No man, I'm a I'm a home run hitter. I've got Anthony Duclair and Tony D'Angelo on my uh, fantasy Oof. hockey team so i am swinging for the fences this is a very deep fantasy hockey league i will mention that like it's like 
so it, it's insane but anyway yeah <laughs> so okay so Lindblom is on the bubble we'll talk about who we think might stay and go later on yeah yeah um, yeah we'll, we'll we'll give our sort of our our, our, our final consensus roster but let's go back to Carpenter just because mm-hmm. uh you mentioned him and then I started talking about Thomas Borlo again <laughs> <laughs> it's fine we're going back or to Carpenter. Ryan Carpenter yeah so he's, yep. uh, he is sort of always sort of uh not like even when he was a Sharks prospect right I mm-hmm. don't think he was talked about that much you know people were talking about Godobin or you know whoever else was around back then Meyer uh True. even like like uh, Julius Bergman, you know, was getting a lot more, you know, uh, 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 press. And, and Ryan Carpenter's still in the league, baby. Ryan Carpenter <laughs> has scratched out 300 plus games. Yeah, uh, he was on the the Golden Knights uh, playoff. You know, the the first year team that made it to the final, and he had a mm-hmm. pretty decent role with them. He wasn't like. Uh, he wasn't like a call up, you know, like like bit player. He he played he, he played a pretty regular role with them, even albeit still like fourth line. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think I think he's sort of underrated in all this. Like he's basically yeah, I, I do think he'll probably end up with the Barracuda, but um but uh um he is a player he's also a center too, and the sharks do mm-hmm. do lack a lot of true centermen. Um and so yeah, like he's again, he's a pro. He's going to be, uh, uh, you know, reliable uh, both ways, especially defensively at the NHL level. Uh, he can help you kill penalties. He's done that at the NHL level a lot. Um, so, um, so yeah, so he definitely brings, uh, um, I think, um, uh, uh, a, a good amount to the table. Yeah, it's um, kind of on the downswing of his career, which is crazy to me. True. because For He's some older. reason, yeah. I, I don't remember him being like 32 but then i also don't remember myself being over 30 um (laughs) so anyway uh but yes he's uh he's got an important position too for the sharks especially with Couture being out so we'll talk about that possibly yeah possibly important Mm -hmm. position but uh it is worth noting with carpenter and you alluded to it that last year he did only uh suit up for about 20 or so games with the rangers also too he uh, injured nico sturm in one of those games uh but before that though he had been a pretty regular for like about four years or so running and Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah so he could be like you said on the down slope uh and so that could be uh, a, a strike against him, but I, I wouldn't count him out though. So, sure. Um, next up is Jacob Peterson, a um, little younger, skewing younger yep, from way younger, from, yeah. Uh, Ryan Carpenter. He also is, uh, even though younger, is not um, waivers uh, exempt, so he could be picked up if he's sent down. So that's kind of the the fear with him is that um, it felt kind of like the Sharks killed it in a trade last year when they traded for Jacob Peterson from the Stars for Scott Reedy. And Peterson came in and put up like eight points in 11 games or whatever he did. Um, this year, or this training camp, I don't think it's been uh, like as clear cut that he's going to be an NHL regular this year. What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he's uh, been just okay at camp so far. Um, he was better uh, on uh, on the Wednesday night uh, game against Anaheim, but the whole team was better. But he was on the first line with uh, Zadina and Bordalo. He thought he was pretty mm-hmm. good on there. Um, but uh, so far during scrimmages, he hasn't been uh, placed with, you know, like Bordalo has been placed between uh, um, Z- Barabanov and Duclair during scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Eklund was with Kunin a lot. You know, like some of the, the these younger players were being placed with like kind of, you know, guys that like, uh, you know, just the kind of the skill guys, you know, you know, kind of, you know, maybe to some degree showing like the where the organization was valuing them. And Peterson, I don't even quite remember who he was with, but definitely wasn't with, 
you know, Tomas Hurdle, right? Like, like, like Zadina yeah. was with, right? Or, or uh, uh, Anthony Duclair, like a Bert, like a Bortolo was. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, so he hasn't really jumped out to me. And, you know, even last year, I would say, and I've said this, I don't know if I've written this or I've said it, uh, but mm. I, I'm pretty sure I put it out there that like, um, I know the media comp for Sharks fans is to think Peterson and think of uh, Alexander Barabanov and uh, trading anti Suomela for Alexander Barabanov. And Barabanov yep. came in and played with uh, Tomas Hurdle and Vander Kane at the end of the COVID season, put up, I think, seven points in nine games, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, Peterson, kind of similar, like, uh, you know, Scott Reedy, uh, kind of a, a, pro a prospect that, you know, at this point, you know, people weren't expecting so much out of. And he came in, uh, Peterson, and played with Hurdle and put up uh, those eight points that you mentioned. Uh, but watching the both of them, I remember, and I wrote a lot about uh, uh, Barabanov you know, a couple sure. of years ago. You can look back at those articles. Like, like I saw a lot of different things that Barabanov, Barabanov was doing beyond putting up points. Uh, enough that I mean, not like so much that you know he's a superstar, but I saw more though than than just putting up those points though. Uh, just little passes he was making, puck protection, things like that. Uh, just sustaining plays. Um, so not things that led to like actual goals, but things that you know the more you do do of those sure. things, they do lead to goals eventually. And I don't really see that so much with Peterson. You know, Peterson put up the points, uh, but I didn't feel like he uh, he made the kind of um, uh, uh, he didn't stand out quite like Barabana did to me. So, so mm -hmm. I, yeah. So I'm not sure. I, I, I have a lot of questions about Peterson uh, and how he's going to uh, impact the NHL and long term. And um, granted, you know, like I didn't expect much of him last year. And of course, suddenly he puts up uh, eight points right in eleven games. And yeah. uh, Quinn did kind of allude to like you know, Jacob always being the, uh, sort of the under the radar player. And all of a sudden he does something that catches your eye. And uh, so he, and he did do that in, in that time with the sharks last year where like he would seem like he wasn't doing much, but then he'd make this great pass and, you know, would lead to a goal or lead to a great chance, you know? And yeah. so, and so uh, he does definitely have that in his back pocket. Um, but I will yeah. say though, that uh, if he ends up on waivers, I don't, I'm not, don't think, he would be a strong candidate to get picked up, even with his production. I mean, again, remember that, you know, trade value, he got traded for Scott Reedy. There's a reason why, you know, these are both devalued 2017, sure. I believe, draft picks, you know, that were about to, their ELCs were about to end. And so that was his value. And, um, you know, yeah, you can put up points with Tomas Hurdle on a bad, awful Sharks team, you know, okay. You know, that doesn't mean that, that you can, uh, you have, mm. you know, real NHL value to a, you know, to a team. Yeah, it is also, I think he's also a product, or not a product, but a, a kind of a casualty of them picking up so many skilled wingers. That too, like, yep, of course. Like yeah. he's, his role doesn't really fit when you have Zadina and Duclair and Hoffman and Eklund I mean, and, and where's this role? You know, where does Peterson really in? only gets the chance because, um, you know, obviously Myers traded and they don't, mm -hmm. they want to slide Eklund's contract and et cetera, et cetera, you know, like, and yeah. he doesn't have those sort of um, step, I don't know, like, like stepping stones or, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, to help him to, uh, I, you know, I think he's another guy too, a little bit like a Bortolo we talk about, like, like uh, he doesn't 
have I don't think much utility outside of a skill role. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Lindblom, like we talked about, has utility uh, um, in a in a secondary role in a role player role. Uh, Carpenter sure. has, has has utility. Um, Peterson, I, not so much. I mean, yeah. he can serve up like one great pass a game to somebody, but if it's to like, uh, you know, no no offense to like Giovanni Smith, you know, like you know, and the other nine minutes he's not doing anything for you out there, then like, yeah, yeah, yeah he he's gonna need to really put up points, and then he it, like mm-hmm. in the games that he gets in in the next few, he's gonna need to put up points. Right, and just um, make plays too. And he made a plays. couple plays. Um, sure. Uh, again, I'll give him credit on on Wednesday night, but um, uh, mm-hmm. but on that same uh, a token, though his 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 uh, his first preseason game, he wasn't he wasn't doing a lot, and mm-hmm. so you know he's always has that burden of being like kind of a almost like a skill only player. Like the burden is always to make plays. Then you know if if you're not. Yep if you're not uh, doing so much other stuff and he tries defensively. So I don't want to take that away from him. I think he's generally positionally, he's fine, but he's yeah, like, he's not like a liability most of the time. He's not, he's not, yeah. But like, but he's not, you know, yeah, it just is his frame, uh, uh, that sort of thing is, uh, you know, his skating just doesn't make him con- conducive to having like a much of a defensive impact. Mm. Speaking of a guy who has a, uh, another game, Giovanni Smith. Um, he's kind of like, the Sharks typically have one guy left on the roster at the end of training camp who can kind of fill this, not, you know, it's like the modern day enforcer role sure. or like the modern day tough guy kind of thing. Um, and I think it's going to be Giovanni Smith, but yeah, I think yeah, that's kind I, I, of where... I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But who, good, else, who, else, who else would it be? <laughs> hey, not Giovanni Smith. Because last year they had two guys in uh, mm-hmm. Gadjevich and VL that were, you know, kind of for one role. And yep. under Bob, they at times they had both Gadjevich and VL in the lineup too. <laughs> sure, but uh, but uh, um, in this case Nobody. though, I, there's no no direct competition. I mean, you know, Kunin can can throw him a little bit, but you don't really want sure. him to to be doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who else would even be in in a, in a mean, discussion. So. There's always Tristan Robbins. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be mean about it, but like, uh, I, I wanted to put out a poll yesterday. Who looked more terrified for his life yesterday? Tristan Robbins oh when Rocco Gudas was yelling at him, or if you haven't seen it, uh, Brand Clark when Mark I Stone saw. had it. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it was terrifying. Like, I, I Brand Clark, I think, like, I think, like I think Brand, Brand looked more terrified. Tristan he was just, was just like. Tristan yeah. just didn't want to make eye contact. Tristan was just like, you know, like I don't, I don't want to fight you, man. I, I'm not. <laughs> no, Brent Clark looked like he was like terrified. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, obviously, Mark Stone may Mark... Have, may have ruined Brent Clark for the rest of his career. Like, if Brent Clark doesn't make it, like, like there's gonna be <laughs> gonna somebody be writing this like five years from yeah. now. Like, was that the moment where Brent Clark like uh, <laughs> decided that he didn't he didn't want it? He didn't want it. So no, he didn't want to be a hockey player. Anymore. Yeah, that was he it. didn't want to fuck around because he didn't want to find <laughs> out. So. <laughs> no, I think I'll be fine. But it was terrifying. Anyway. Yes, it poor was. Tristan. <laughs> poor Tristan too. Like that was such a and it was just at the camera angle, it was like yeah. perfect to just and like Tristan was just doing his job. The team was yeah, down. He he fine. he took an extra tap, but you know, of course mm-hmm. Ratko is doing his job too, you know. Yeah. And so Ratko's got know. a job to do. So. Yeah. 
And and I'm glad that Tristan di- didn't didn't drop him. Like you know, I he you know Tristan showed something dropping it in in the rookie faceoff mm-hmm. against I I forget uh, the Coyotes guy was like six four, uh, Coyotes yeah. tryout guy. Uh, yeah. But that's a that's that that's like some college kid that's big. You know that yeah, that that it's different. Yeah, then then Rocco Gudas. You know you know <laughs> the, you know so called the butcher. You know <laughs> don't want to do that. No, you know like if, if 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 I got forced to play NHL game tomorrow and there was like three guys that I didn't want to line up against or, or like if I had to fight somebody, you know, yeah, he, would be the guy he might the be, butcher. he might be among those three guys. I'd be like, yeah. you know what? Uh, if you're, if you're the guy you're going up against has a nickname, you're in exactly. If it's exactly, the boogeyman, exactly. if it's the butcher, if it's the sheriff, like there's, I, there's I, a... I feel like Giovanni Smith would like, would like mm. is, is scary dude himself. But I think Giovanni Smith would like hold back. He'd be like, <laughs> you know, He's you know, he, he, he didn't, he didn't ask for the smoke, you know, like he just for some twist of fate, he's, he's mm-hmm. on, he's on the angel ice, but Rocco mm-hmm. Gudas, I'm not sure Rocco Gudas would have that, um, sense of empathy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh we'll put it that way. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he would have that. So yeah. Tristan, so I'm not it alive. And yeah, I, and I'm not. I'm, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't want to be too hard on Tristan. You know, like yeah. So I would have looked down too and been like, "Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry, Mr. Gudas. You know, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to make the NHL, Mr. Gudas. You know, so yes, yeah, right. So. I'm just trying to do my job. Please don't. Hurt me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So Giovanni Smith, I think he's um, just for the role. I think he's gonna stick, but we'll talk about that later. We'll too. talk about it later. Yeah. And the last one, um, our Lord and Savior William Eklund. <laughs> um he, uh he is notably um his contract has slid twice now so this will yes. be the first year of his actual elc which is crazy to me um like that it's still going to be three more years of his elc um i don't think it could slide anymore I no yeah no. yeah this is it um so i don't know i i think that william Eklund deserves to make the team um but Last year, there was some considerations for being waivers exempt and, and being sent down. So um, it'll be a battle, but he's shown a lot like uh, throughout these past um, or throughout training camp and, and everything and also coming back from injury. Yeah, so. I, I mean, um, last year, too, of course, this, the contract slide thing was was a big thing, right? Like, sure. like Eklund, when he came up, was one of the Sharks top six for like best six mm-hmm. forwards right uh let's keep in mind too like with Bordalo though that Eklund even though Eklund has more of a b game and defensive game that you don't want to to waste him on on your fourth line so he needs yeah. to be uh among your he has to top be among nine. your top top nine top six wing or I'm sorry your first six wingers right your top nine wingers um so when we look at that then it becomes you know, a little bit more, not quite as, not quite as certain. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I, I do think I predicted in a, in an off season and I, I stick with, I'll stick with it. Even though Eklund hasn't been as thoroughly impressive as I think some, some fans, you know, may think, right. Like his first mm-hmm. preseason game, you know, uh, David Quinn wasn't as enthused about it as, as some people were and and i can see kind of both points that i did like Eklund's sort of game away from the puck which i think will help him obviously secure angel spot in that mm-hmm. game but uh, offensively though he wasn't making and the whole team it wasn't just Eklund, but the whole team wasn't great offensively that that game and so and that's still going to be his calling card he's not going to make it as as you know a fourth line grinder of course no. and so um 
he needs to, you know, uh, in, in this camp, he needs to start putting together a couple of games here where it's like, okay, he absolutely deserves to be in the top mm-hmm. nine of the Sharks. Because let's just count really quickly and let's include uh, a Couture in this. Um, so uh, uh, top top nine guys uh, that are probably ahead of Eklund or, or, or right there, right? Duclair, uh, sure. Couture, Hurdle. Uh, Granlin, Hoffman, Barabanov, so that's six. But then you then you get two guys that are going to be right there. You know, Cunin, uh, LeBanc, um, and so that's that's eight that I've 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 rattled off there, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you uh, Eklund will have to, and Zadina too. Zadina's in that bubble list too, and so and so Eklund's got 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 to be ahead of one of those guys. And yep. um, in the offseason, I thought that uh, I predicted uh, uh, him ahead of LeBanc. And I had kind of a, a, a interesting uh, fourth line that I projected uh, with Stern, LeBanc, and uh, uh, I, we can talk about that later. Somebody else. But uh, so, and so so that was like, not your normal uh, 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 fourth line. But Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from, 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 from Eklund. I, I still like him a lot. And I do think that he will make it i think he will show in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. that he absolutely should be in your top nine yeah. uh but uh right now though if i were just if the, the season started tomorrow and, and couture was healthy which he isn't but like if the season started tomorrow uh i would be a little bit not as sure so this is more my confidence that Eklund is going to rebound from uh from you know his his first preseason game which he still scored a goal too so let's not yeah, forget it, that so i don't know anyway, i think yeah. that was not a good game by the sharks that was a really sure. really bad game yeah um and i think eklund was one of the few forwards that was doing anything like constructive yes and he also scored a goal so i don't know i i get that quinn said he didn't have a or he, had, he looked okay or uh, let me something like, like that effect. devil's advocate though is that in that game william eklund was a first line winger in that game right? yeah of course right? yeah and so there's expectations of that mm-hmm. and who was so, his center i don't even remember it was sturm it was Sturm, okay. Yeah, and then and then he also had Halton in too, which was a little unfair too, because you're True. basically putting an eighteen year old guy, you know, during yeah. a headlights guy on, you know, yeah. first line, you know. So that so uh so so Eklund does deserve a little bit of a pass for that. And like I said, uh, Eklund did a, did did some good work away from the puck. Sure. And so that's again, that's gonna help kind of secure his spot. I you know, I I, I, I think would think he, but to to me and maybe just my eyes are bad, but I think he showed mm-hmm. enough in that like very strange role with mm-hmm. a fourth line center and a uh ohl winger to show that he could like move forward i think it, what you're saying like that he's gonna progress through this training camp i i agree i think that's what the the next step is is he's gonna keep taking off basically but i don't know i thought i think i think he's gonna make it i hope so <laughs> I, I i do i do i do think he will eventually and we'll talk about that but like mm-hmm. um he is like kind of on a bubble list for a reason, sure. though. So yeah, so yeah, and he's also and he's waiver exempt. That's a big thing, you know. Like yeah. if, if for example, like let's just look at this list really fast. Let's say like Oscar Lindblom shows something in the next couple of weeks, and you're like, oh, this is the Oscar Lindblom that we gave two million dollars to, and this is the Oscar Lindblom that mm-hmm. the Flyers gave three million dollars to, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a better player than than look well, that could be a better player than William Eklund. This it probably is yeah. a better player than William Eklund this year at least, you know. Sure. And so something like that happens, right? Or Jacob Peterson all of a sudden starts just uncorking play after play, you know. Uh, yeah. Then okay, you know, then 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 you weigh like, you know, 
uh, losing a guy that is looking pretty good out there, you know, in, mm-hmm. through, in waivers, right? Or, sure. you know, a guy that you can just kind of put down there and, and not worry about and let him, you know, kind of dominate in the AHL another year. So, mm-hmm. uh, All right. That's forwards. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to project our 13, 14 forwards or so. Sure. Yeah, our 23-man um, roster. We'll, we'll get to that at, at the end here. So uh, let's talk about our, our kind of our locks on defense. So yep. we're not going to talk too much about it. Uh, Kyle Burrows, Matt Benning, Merrill Ferraro, Mark Edward Vlasic, and Jan Ruda. And I just want to say quickly about uh, Burrows because Burrows might be a surprise to be on here. They signed him to a three-year contract. And people will be like, oh, they over, over, you know, mm-hmm. o- you know, overcommitted to him. But if they gave him a three-year contract, that means that there was a team out there that would keep, probably give him a two. Actually, you said Vancouver wanted to bring him back for a two. So you throw him on waivers, I think there's a good chance because, again, $1.1 million only. Uh, you can bury sure. that if he's bad. Uh, I think there's a team that would pick him up, you know, with all the things he brings sort of that you know things that that people want on their bottom pairing uh mm-hmm. uh you know penalty killing uh, uh a willingness to, to always play gritty and hard and block shots and be hard to play against and so anyway so he he makes our our top five i think so yeah yeah um yeah, for but sure and he's a he's a right you know oh that righty, helps too like yeah. positioning yep. like know. benning benning too yeah so mm-hmm. um so let's talk about uh, sort of our, our our bubble guys, and there's a lot of them. We have oh more bubble gosh. guys. We have seven of them than uh, than we have uh, uh, locks. like uh, locks. Um, so uh, the first one uh, is uh, Henry Thrun, and mm-hmm. uh, Thrun is a guy that. Uh, I predicted in offseason that I thought he would make it over guys and Thrun lets his waiver exempt. So so they can sure. just put him down there and you know without 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 a worry. But uh, um. You know, I thought uh, Henry was pretty good last year uh, in mm-hmm. his cup of coffee, and I think that he's shown uh, that that he's uh, made some improvements uh, um, uh, so far in this preseason. He is a guy that has had a good preseason um, mm-hmm. uh, and a good training camp and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I uh, he's talked about gains made in his skating that are subtle, uh, and I don't know if I've quite seen it, uh, but you said that you have, right? Yeah, he looks to me a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, because that was kind of some of the issue was his um, ability to match speed and everything. Right. He looks a little quicker. Um, yeah, for sure. The, and, you know, it always helps when you're like first preseason game, you get two goals and assists and, you know, <laughs> or, you know, being power play quarterback for a team that has pretty much no offensive options on defense. Um, so I don't know. I, um, I'm really hoping Thrun makes the team. I think he's just going to keep progressing. And he's on the border just because there's, again, seven dudes for three spots. Um, essentially, you know, two to three spots. Yeah. And he's one of the few dudes who can be sent down without being claimed. Right. So is there a chance that he ends up in the AHL to start the year? It's definitely possible. Um but I think he's just trying to prove that he shouldn't be sent down. Yeah, basically. yeah, I think I think that's a challenge for Eklund Enthron that the mm-hmm. team is even if it's not deep in like super high in talent, it is deep enough in NHL competent talent that uh, that uh, those guys do need to be better than those guys in in a, in a way, you know, uh, mm-hmm. show that they must be in the NHL. Um, no. And I think I, I think Henry uh, Henry will will show even on the power play so far and granted just preseason, uh, but uh, he's he's been he's been good on it you know he yeah. I mean, he hasn't been exceptional in any sort of way really but uh, yeah he's moved the puck well um, mm-hmm. he's been solid on it and so uh, we'll see if that carry out carries over to regular season I'm not sure you know I don't not really projecting I don't really mm-hmm. see him 
necessarily as being a power play guy so much in the future, maybe a PP two at best. Um, but, um, but yeah, he, yeah. he, he, you know, that challenge of, of being the PP one guy in preseason, he has acquitted himself well in that, which speaks to just his overall improvements, you know, with his skating too. And, uh, David Quinn talked about today about, uh, uh stick positioning. So defensive, you know, his defensive game. And, um, so yeah, so, so, so he is a guy that, that, yeah, yeah. I think will make it. Uh, the next guy we have is, uh, Jacob so, McDonald. Oh, last he, thing is also that sure. he, basically he can, they could keep him in the NHL for a while before he actually has to go through waivers. He can play 72 more games before he needs to go through waivers. So, you know, he can play essentially the entire year and there's no risk. Yeah. Like they could, if they were like, Oh, in 10 games, we need to send him down. They could just send him down. Right, so right. And with 10 other guys that like, there's going to be enough defensive depth that if you want to try out Henry Thrun and then you, yeah. Or your... if you lose one of these guys that is not sure. waiver exempt, you have other guys. It's true. A bunch yeah. of other ones. So I think yeah. they, I think they might keep him just for that. Like you should, if you keep showing him the way he is like, just to see, like if you've got your future top, you know, whatever defenseman there. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I still think that I, I want to kind of tamp down expectations. And sure. we had a discussion about Mario Farrell a, a little bit earlier in the same way where I think people, uh, mm -hmm expected too much out of them because of impressive early showing. Like I think yep. Henry also, uh, I think this was Mario still, and I thought this before too, that he probably ends up being at best, like a, a middle pairing defender, a you know, three, four mm -hmm. defender on a good team. Um, you know, Mario hasn't done that, but I think Mario can still do that. And I think with Henry, same thing. And so if Henry Agreed. is thrust into the lineup, right. And is mm -hmm. your top power play quarterback out of necessity. Let's not start thinking that, Oh, he's going to be, a top yep. pairing guy. I don't, you know, let's not expect that out of him. I don't think that's fair to him. Um, if he does no, I don't that, think he has that yeah. um, dynamic skill level or even just the, anything skate, that, the skating, right? Yeah, skating is better, yeah. but like um, skating, I don't know if it would ever be quite good enough that he yeah. is like, obviously he's not going to be Eric Carlson offensively, but even just like a combo guy that, sure. you know, skates and like is uh, 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 offensive and defensive enough to be a top pairing guy. Right. Um, you know, like a slave yeah. in, I don't know. Right. Um, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's got that in him. Maybe he'll prove no. us wrong, but I, I just want to, he is very smart. And so anyway, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just want to like, uh, yeah. uh, lower expectations a little bit, you know? Yeah. I wasn't trying to say that he's like going to be your number one D or, or top line D. I think it's, I mean, he might be get... one of the sharks, just like Farrah <laughs> Farrell has been, but he yeah. probably shouldn't be though. And shouldn't yeah, be. So. But, uh, you know, there is something to be said that like, if he does make the team and he hits the ground running and he's good enough that they might keep him same with what they did with Ferraro, what for better or for worse, what they did with Ferraro, where he just never left because yeah. he was good enough. Um, anyway, let's keep moving on. We've got a lot of, a lot of defenders. Jacob yeah. McDonald is next. Yeah. McDonald's a guy, um, that, you know, I, I think he's okay as, as, as a seventh demon for a team. Um, but yeah, you know, like, I think he's obviously a guy that is like sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with the numbers game and whatnot, even without the run, you know, he seems like a guy that's likely to, to be, to be sent down. Um, you know, he's been in the league for a couple of years. He obviously has had AHL success, you know, he scored 20 True. goals there, but that just hasn't translated for 
whatever mm-hmm. reason. And you see him sometimes on a part, like he's in the right place, you know, he, he yeah. sometimes can fire it, but it just hasn't translated to, to production and consistently being dangerous offensively. And um, so, yeah, so so I think that uh, unless he really is exceptional to, to close out camp here, that he is a guy that, that they probably pass through waivers. And um, yeah, I think he probably passes through unless a team really wants to add something to you know they want a yeah. seventh defenseman that they can that they can trust a bit that can you know has a little offensive capability but also can defend reasonably well or somebody mm-hmm. for their minor league team. Yeah, what you see is what you get with McDonald. It's uh, it's been that kind of uh, he's like a tweener. He's a AHL NHL guy that um, will be that way for a few more years probably. Probably, but, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I think just based on the amount of guys. Uh, Unless something crazy happens, I think he's on the outs. And I do want to give border. Jacob some credit. He defends sure. well enough that, like, he he can again be a number seven defenseman. You know, so mm-hmm. he's not. Yeah. Um, you know, even though he has like gaudy AHL offensive stats, like I said, that hasn't translated at all. So that's not why he's up mm-hmm. in the NHL because it just hasn't that that hasn't materialized. But he's you know he's credible defensively, and so um so yeah so 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 i think he can make somebody uh, uh all right number seven and so i don't know so we'll, we'll see speaking of someone who's credible defensively and can be an all right number seven Radim shimek is, is next time yeah <laughs> but the thing with of course the difference here is mcdonald is making the veterans minimum he's like yes. here, jacob magna you know shimek is making 2.5 million or close to that 2.25 yep. 2.25 right 2.25 million um and so He's a guy, and this might make it more attractive to try to send him through waivers. Like, there is no chance anyone's picking that up. Like, zero. Nope. Zero. Yeah. And so, like Limblom, you know, it's going to be very, very safe to to, to run this, this this guy through through waivers. On the other hand, though, you know, Shimmick, when he plays, and we watched it, right, like, a problem is that he's always uh, he's always hurt. But when he plays, you know, he plays consistently high energy. Um, you, know, you know, I've heard that Physical. he's— yeah, yeah, physical, uh, always willing to engage, you know, you know, guy who will who will drag you into the fight a little bit, um, always giving giving it his all and um, skates pretty well, um, you know, smaller guy, but like he's strong for kind of like for all he's strong for his size, very strong for his size, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and also too, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I was talking with uh, uh, Drew Remenda, uh, Drew was at, at practice recently, and he was very, very complimentary of uh, Shimmick's practice habits. And so I think that's something too that uh, it helps, you know, like just sort of that intangibles kind of factor and just, you know, a model guy at, at practice. And so he's a guy that might make it uh, based on a, these variety of things. And also too, because his competition isn't, you know, even though they're, you know, decent-ish players, they're not they're not great angel defensemen, you know, none, you know, none of these names or they would, you know, be in the lineup, right? Uh, for sure. And so at this point, and so Shimmick might make it just because, yeah, like he, he, he does bring uh, a number of things to the table and his competition isn't blowing him away here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the other thing is that he might, <clears throat> because he is frequently injured he might be injured and then he could just be kind of on the ir list and, right and not we'll see pass through waivers uh, yeah but of. right now you know he suffered an injury actually speaking mm-hmm. of uh on wednesday night against anaheim uh, but yep. uh, uh david uh, quinn said today that uh, he believes that it's not too serious and even though it may not be quite day to day it's not you know it's not going to linger too long probably so i don't know if sure. that's yeah that's that the, the the sharks will be able to kind of 
delay a decision on Shimmick because of that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Um, yep. Next one is <clears throat> Shark, who's been around for a little while, uh, in and out of the lineup um, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikolai Kanijov, um, who returned last year after I don't even remember how long it was. How many? Year and a half, something like that. Year and a half, playing. yeah. I think uh, yeah. he he had missed like six hundred plus straight days without wow. uh, any, you know, any yep. show action or maybe pro, maybe and show action. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did play with the Barracuda quite a bit last year. So came back, played twelve games for the Sharks last year, scored a goal. Um, I think so. He's got two more years left on his deal. They extended him, which was you know a pretty cool story for the Sharks, basically to keep him throughout all these injuries and for him to make it back it's, it's right. honestly a, a miracle that he's i mean give so. me the second year to show some faith yeah. in him too so maybe they rewarded him for basically you know his good play and i don't and, think that, yeah, that yeah i don't think they're rewarding him I, I mean i do think they do have some belief in him i'm not yeah, sure I mean, if the rest of the league believes in it but uh sure. yeah so rewarding isn't the right way to put it it's like they invested in him and sure because he battled through all those injuries, they felt like they needed to give him another shot on the other end of all those things, which is great. Um, he um, has looked okay, but I wouldn't say he stood out in a very positive manner throughout the right. And it's, it so is far. hard for like, um, like mm-hmm. uh, defensive demon to kind of stand out at times too, you know, sure, like it just, sure. the, the role is, is different. It's not as obvious as a guy that like, you know, you know, fake fake passes to Tomas Hurdle like Henry Thrun did on the power play, and you know that's you know that's that's a that's a highlight clip, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's just he's I think he's just been okay so far. Mike Greer did praise him at the beginning of training camp, so that it's worth noting that he thought that Kinijov looked way more assertive. I believe he said, mm-hmm. um, and this was based on captain skates and and, and whatnot, so not actual game action. Um, it also is very much worth noting that Kinijov is uh, not waiver exempt, so the Sharks will risk. Uh, losing sure. him if if they um if they expose him and you know his profile um uh even though he's not as maybe re- like let's comparing guys that uh, possibly could go through waivers like mcdonald is probably more reliable mcdonald is older more experienced right but knizhov uh uh has maybe a little more promise than mcdonald mm-hmm. knizhov is much younger five years younger and sure. so um so so his team might take a flyer on that be like yeah we can we can we can just work with him for a year on, on an angel roster and and see if you know see if he materializes into, into something you know like obviously with Kanijov, we kind of know his story like a couple of seasons that he basically missed right and you know 2020 21 he was eric carlson's partner granted it was not a very good year for eric carlson that year but like he was he was there though he was he was you know he was he was he was consistent and reliable uh uh you know that season it looked like it was going to be a springboard to something and obviously that didn't materialize but um you know he's still you know big and skates great Mm-hmm. yeah and and so that you know that is 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 going to keep him employed of uh, somewhere uh in, in pro hockey for a long time and interesting so, yeah we'll see we'll see about it because the sharks gave him an extra year on his deal so he's got one or two years left at mm-hmm. 1.25 which is a little rich for a guy who's like been out of pro a little hockey for yeah like but again it's six. it's under the the variable hl amount right so, but is it like kind of protective in a way because they gave him the extra year? Are teams going to be less likely to take him because of his injury history and Fair. all of that? Like that, 
basically they're just saying like do you really want to take a risk on this guy look we're waiting yeah, him. yeah you know uh i i, I kind of see maybe that to some de- <laughs> yeah reverse yeah. psychology here yeah just in the sense <laughs> of like we do kind of we like this guy and um mm-hmm. yeah like uh you know but if he gets stuck in the numbers game like uh maybe yeah maybe uh maybe. Yeah, no, no. thinking a lot this is a lot of uh I, I do think mm. they, they they like him. Uh, yeah, I, I do think they like him. Uh, I I do think that like they didn't have to bring him back. Obviously, this year they didn't have to give him two years either. You know. Sure. And um and, and they probably didn't are, have to give him one point two five. Right, and, and there are the games you know uh beyond the games right like kind of like mm-hmm. we we kind of like alluded to like Casper Halton getting ELC right like sure it's not because Haltonen is a better prospect than Quentin Musty. It's because Haltonen has leverage, you know, even though yeah. no one has said it outright, right? But I mm-hmm. am very, I'm fairly certain, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, that he exercises leverage. Say, you want me to come over to, to North America? Okay, then give me this, you know? Yeah. Um, no. And so, uh, so, so there are sort of those kind of like, game yeah like said yeah like in these kind of contracts you might you might have something there with Knizhov where maybe they yeah like they were kind of thinking that I'm not sure I don't know that for a fact you know mm-hmm. I'm more certain about what I'm saying about Haltonen than what you said about Knizhov but I do think for that's sure. possible though I I don't I I would not rule that out I do think they like him and I do think yep. that um with his injuries you know they sort of want to give him you know some time you know to mm-hmm. kind of see if he can kind of get back on track to what he was in 2020-21. An interesting one is going to be Leon Gavanka, who's next. He's on a one-year deal with the Sharks after basically being pulled from going to uh, Europe. He was, he was Germany, going to be... Yeah. Yeah, he signed a contract in Germany and then decided to come back over when the Sharks uh, and traded And they, they traded rights. another defenseman uh, in Artemi Kinyaza that was sort of out of options too, you know? So. Mm-hmm. That's kind so, of interesting. Kind of like the Scott Reedy, Jacob Peterson kind of like mm-hmm. swap in some ways. Yeah. So I think the, not the expectation, but there was some hope maybe that he would come in and be like, yeah, get providing some offense because he's got great AHL numbers. Right. But hasn't right. Played 20 in goals last year in AHL. And he is yeah. an offense first defenseman too. And right. Uh, right. He is right handed well. too. Yep. But, um, I don't know. I, I don't think he has really taken the reins so far. I don't think, I mean, the game that I saw of him wasn't spectacular. He was fine. Wasn't like any um, glaring mistakes, but he wasn't uh, the offensive. Um, I like, remember he got beat wide by somebody. I didn't like how he defended that play. I don't remember who, but yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, he, he moves the puck well. He moves the puck sure. well. Like he hits, he hits the. You know, whoever he's trying to pass, even even challenging tough passes, he he can make those 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 plays. We, I've seen that in scrimmages, and yep. I think we've seen that in preseason games. But um, don't know if there's much beyond. We haven't. I haven't seen much beyond that so far. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. he's another guy that. Yeah, like you said, he hasn't really taken the the bull by the horns like you know Thrun has to some degree. And yeah, granted, Thrun has was given PP one. Uh, sure. Vanko was given PP two the last game. You know, I just uh, you know like uh, uh, he hasn't been been quite as impressive for sure mm-hmm. as uh, as a Thrun. And obviously, Thrun offers more you know defensive two way capability too. On top of uh, uh, you know, uh, so far, uh, uh, being better offensively, even though I think Kavanka is probably more talented than Thrun offensively, but, um, you know, Thrun's mm-hmm. just sort of, um, 
just sort of showed his best so far. And whereas Gavanka, I don't haven't quite seen seen that yet. And I, I did talk to a scout over the summer that likes Gavanka a lot and thinks that he can, you know, he she said that yeah, I think he can score thirty points if you put him in an angel lineup, which is not incredible, but it's you know better than kind of what the the Sharks in theory have this year. Well, it would be yeah, it would be the best highest scoring defenseman from the Sharks. Could be yeah. So, uh, but based on uh, last year's numbers, at yeah, least. based on last year's numbers, uh, you know, obviously without mm-hmm. Eric Carlson, but. Um, he needs to obviously show it in camp and I haven't really seen it in the games, mm-hmm. in the scrimmages, uh, the practices. And then, you know, what Quinn has said about him hasn't been, you know, anything like, you know, just, yeah. just anything that, that, that tells you that this guy is going to be their opening night. And so, um, so yeah, so right now he's definitely trending toward not being around. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikito Hotio got into action. Uh, this week as well yeah. in, in the preseason game. Couple I thought he games, looked good. Yeah. yeah, a couple games. I thought he looked good. I, I think he looked better uh, on Wednesday night, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Good yeah, is I, an overstatement. I think he looked fine. He didn't look ter- like out of his element, basically, uh, which is interesting to me because he's kind of the, not the unforgotten part, but a unforgotten part of the Timo Meyer trade. Well, uh, forgotten by, by maybe, uh, by, you know, by fans, but Mike, Mike Greer has talked sure. up a Hotiak at basically anytime we ask about him. And so a couple of times <laughs> he's talked him up, uh, training camp, but also to, uh, after the trade. And mm-hmm. so he's seen, I mean, he called him a significant piece after the trade. I don't know how true that'll be. Now we get to, you know, final cut down roster cut downs. But um, <laughs> I think though he he is valuable to organization. And um, one of the things that at least I'm, I've, I've heard and I haven't seen enough of to say, to not call, you know, bullshit on it yet, you know, but um, what everyone was talking about, David Quinn and um, also his teammates too, um, uh, before the preseason, just during camp itself, was that 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 Hotiak was was moving the puck well, and he scored of actually mm-hmm. a very nice goal uh, in a scrimmage kind of uh, breakaway, you know, shootout oh, yeah. thing yeah. they were doing. Right? It was it was it was a nice goal he scored. Um, and Quinn was talking about yeah, like uh, you know, everyone knows that he is physical, he's mean, but I was surprised by his puck moving. Um, I haven't quite seen that to be, to be honest, but if it is there or if it emerges in the next, uh, you know, next couple of weeks here, then he is for sure going to make the team then. And, um, also too, yeah. he, and this is important, you know, he is not, even though he's just 22, he is not waiver exempt. So, um, so, and he is a guy because of his age, good contract too, you know, I'm not, you know, I think a team would, would probably pick him up off of, you know, take a chance on him, uh, on waivers. So, um, mm-hmm. So I think so too. And yeah. So I think the yeah the Sharks want to see what they have in him. Right. Right. right so that right, they haven't right, even right. had a chance to really have him on the team. Right. Right. Because he was, because he was last hurt. Year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think it makes any sense for them to just wave him immediately. After right. And he's shown playing. enough so far. You know, like see, mm-hmm. I don't think he's been exceptional. Sure. Like the next guy and that last defenseman we're going to talk about is so far in camp, but um, he hasn't been bad either. You know, I think he's yep. been decent, you know, maybe better than okay. You know, like he's, you know, he's shown some of that physicality and if there is puck moving with that, then mm-hmm. like I said, he's going to have an angel job for a long time. Yeah. So I'm excited about him. It's uh, be interesting to see. I just, I don't see them waving him. So I think he makes it. Yeah. Um, the last guy, we're both going to have good things to say about him. 
Yep. Is the man Shakir, with many names. Vukamadulin, yeah. The man with <laughs> or many Or Shaq, names. or Big Shaq, or... or Muck, or Mook. <laughs> or Muck, or, or Mook, or Mookie, <laughs> or uh-huh. Shake yep. Shack, or whatever, yeah. yeah. The man with many names. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Mook has been uh, has been excellent throughout camp, but uh, I will caution, I've said this many times, uh, um, that... You still see the rawness, though. You know, I mentioned this during the rookie face-off episode. You know, he skates, uh, you know, forward and and backward, you know, uh, very well. He is huge. His wingspan, his reach is is you know is huge. You know, also um, all the tools are there. Uh, you know, he also is skilled. He makes a you know uh, he he almost all his passes are are on the tape. Uh, the easy ones and the hard ones. Um, he has, uh, you know, he's shown a good offensive sense, uh, his def- defense needs work, uh, but he has also shown a willingness to, to improve on that. And he also looks like he worked on it over the summer. He looks like he got bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all these things are to his credit, but, um, he's not angel ready and the Sharks shouldn't do that to him. Uh, even yep. though I've asked David, like Quinn directly, like, Hey, should he be in the NHL? But that's only because I, that's my job to ask questions, but like, but do I think he should be? No, I do not think so at, at all. And David Quinn actually shut it down today. He flat out said, I think because I think the, the hype, he was trying to tamp down the hype. There's too much of it, yeah. you know, like, um, obviously I, I asked after the exhibition game that, that Shakir played in, um, you know, is he making a case for the NHL? Uh, my cohort, uh, uh, Curtis uh, from the Mercury News, asked the similar kind of question, like, uh, today. And yesterday, <laughs> yesterday after after the Wednesday night um, uh, 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 preseason game that Mukumudulin didn't even play in, <laughs> a reporter asked about, yeah, he is really, you know, like Shakir is really impressed. And that's where uh, uh, Quinn, you know, compared him to Pronger visually. Uh, but I think, I think, I think, I think Quinn, you know, it was actually surprising when we asked about mm-hmm. him that he shut it down. He just said, no, like, I think he should be in the AHL. Like, and that's surprising for a coach to say, you know, we're a week in the camp. Um, yeah. you know, because I think he's trying to slow down the hype train and maybe, you know, Mukudon will keep doing what he's doing and be so good that the Sharks can't keep Have him out to, of the lineup. Yeah. But I don't think he's done quite that so far though, because, yeah. you know, again, all the things he's shown, he's still very raw. He still is awkward sometimes in his movements. And, um, you know, Quinn has mentioned this, Quinn mentioned this, that like, you know, AHL is a place where he can become dominant and get confident basically. And yep. you're not going to do that at the NHL as a 21 year old who you know weighs like 180 so pounds, uh, maybe 190 lucky at yeah. his height, six four, mm-hmm. six five, right? Like, uh, it's mm-hmm. not going to be a place where you're going to be, uh, you know, gaining too much. Con- you're just going to be trying to hang on and survive, kind of, right? Yep. And um, he, is he good enough to do that? Yeah, he probably is good enough to do that. But is that the best thing for his development? I do not think it is. Um, yep. And Quinn seems to agree so. And also, too, you know, it's not just Quinn, obviously. You know, Mike Greer and David Quinn have been lockstep on this from the beginning that, um, you know, guys should marinate longer. Guys should, you know, maybe not dominate, but guys really need to, like, be very, very good at AHL level before they get a mm-hmm. good look at the NHL, which is different than, you know, what the previous regime did. And I, I actually talked about that in an article a week ago, right? Um uh, Thomas Hurdle talked about actually after the the first exhibition game that like yeah like it's you know kind of nice that like 
just guys aren't aren't just being given NHL shots, you know. Yeah. And look at that list. If you haven't seen that article, and I alluded to it a lot that in the between. T- 2019 to 2022 the last years of the you know the wilson regime bob bugner um 29 sharks made their nhl debuts 29 of them and look at that list and see how many guys are still around and i you know you looked at the list right and what'd you say um almost oh it was a bunch of dudes is what i said <laughs> even you forgot of, what you said about them sorry right? yeah it was 100 percent. no that, that's dudes. that's how forgettable honestly yeah. in nhl perspective at least that a lot of these guys are a bunch of dudes bunch and of dudes. um so yeah. you know i think greer and quinn have been very clear about you know trying to avoid giving a bunch of dudes uh, uh, NHL shots. You know they were forced to give a couple guys uh, uh, shots last year because just the injuries, right? Makinyemi mm-hmm. and Chichek, right? Like, uh, and then I also mentioned that you know after the trade deadline, bets were off a little bit. The team was sure. you know, very depleted, and almost so, every year that happens. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, comparing it to the last years of the Doug regime, I'll t- just mention this one last part from an article I wrote that like, you think about like, uh, 2019, like, uh, who, who made, uh, opening night, which kind of tells you like, oh yeah, like they were kind of penciled into the lineup, you know, like there, the were, Daniel, there was no choice. Yeah. That was the deal. You're taking a Ferraro who has acquitted himself. Well, overall, uh, Berg, uh, Bergman, Leon Bergman, Bergman right. And yeah. then the next year it was a uh, John Josh Leonard. Rodeo and no not radial radial was uh uh the year before yeah and he was an older veteran too so it doesn't sure, quite count sure. but anyway um the um and then in 2020-21 the covid year it was a uh, malosh and john leonard right everyone remember the john leonard hype train right and um, i still love john leonard <laughs> and then well yeah uh the angel doesn't love him unfortunately no. uh, but Man. and then maybe He's still got a shot. He's he's kicking he's, around. He's still young but... enough. Yeah. Uh, 2021, 22. <laughs> um, obviously, that was Eklund and Weatherby mm-hmm. and Jonathan oh, yeah. Dolan and the Good so, Time Sharks. Yeah, they were. They, 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 it was it was a promising month there. It was a promising uh, with, few with those games, games yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a promising but, uh, opening night. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, and so I think it was striking that last year, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, they could have put. I'm sure there's somebody they got to put in to give him his shot, but they tried their best to sign guys and make sure that like, you know, guys yeah. like William Eklund could play 50 games in the AHL before his call up, you know, sure. Thomas Borlo could prove himself or not prove himself in the time in the AHL uh, guys like Gushin mm-hmm. and Robbins too, you know, didn't get their shots at the very end of the season. Instead of yep. giving them like night one, Hey, Tristan Robbins, you're our three C congratulations yeah. you know good luck you know <laughs> good luck kid you know so yeah go um, fight Radko Gudis. yeah um, exactly right yeah so but, so yeah so don't don't yeah so so yeah. Uh, it's very uh i i think it, they're totally have the right uh, uh perspective with mukumadulin and um i was gonna um someone commented well what's the difference between mukumadulin and henry thrun um you know at least maybe 20 pounds <laughs> yeah, at least 20 pounds yeah yeah so it, that's that's the, um, that's the difference yeah i think the thing is with mukumadulin well uh, Quinn was alluding to is like the whole pronger thing is you don't see dudes that are as tall as he is that move like him sk- yeah. yeah that move sure. like him and have hands like him like he sure. actually has very good hands for the size yes. defenseman that he is and you don't want to ruin that so I think they're all kind of being cautious because if you put this kid in the NHL too early at his size and, and the way that he plays the game you can ruin him you like, can you, can just, you can we talked about the miracle Mueller thing right yeah. like uh, um, uh, recently um, so yeah mm-hmm. no absolutely so yeah it's 
I think the best thing for him is probably down in the AHL. And I think that the it's interesting that Quinn shut this down so early because we still have I think that's very interesting. training camp. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that's because we would have talked about for another week because honestly, mm-hmm. even though I think what I think, right? I'm not the coaching staff. I'm not my career. Sure. So they can decide what they want, right? Apart from what I what I think, right? And sure. so uh, I do think that that was calculated, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, um, yeah, you know, uh, he, uh, he didn't he want it to get away from, 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 you know, Quinn wanted to kind of control that story a little bit and not let mm-hmm. it, you know, you know, get too like, yeah, because, you know, yeah, that's even though, uh, Mugman Dillon's English isn't, isn't phenomenal though. It's much better than it was last year. We actually talked mm-hmm. with him. I want to give, uh, 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 Mook credit on that again. Uh, but you know, someone starts to say something to him, you know, and he, you know, he expects to be in NHL when again, you know, like just, 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 just wait. I think, I think, I think it'll, it'll be, it'll be for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't mean that he's going to be in the AHL the entire year either. I think. He'll yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And you know, I would say too, I want to say one more thing too, just complimentary about Mukhamadul and like, um, when the Sharks traded for him, I think the projection from people was this guy is going to be a top four defenseman, but maybe mm-hmm. more middle pairing. But I got to say, watching his just everything he can do, like, mm-hmm. I, I think there is, a, I, I would not, uh, I would not rule out. I don't know if it's likely because it's hard to be a yep. one, two defenseman in this league, right? It's sure. obviously there's very few true, you know, top pairing guys out there, right? But I wouldn't rule it out, though, because um, uh, that physical package, uh, like I said, uh, the, the we talk about the size and the skating and the reach is very impressive and um you know he's a he is a very good puck mover that's actually what he's probably best at you know yeah um, and so if he can just learn to defend you know uh, actually uh, uh quinn said something funny he said that if he can be half as mean as chris pronger then you know we we've got something and that's yeah. actually not wrong you know uh we've seen that so far uh, uh in, in scrimmages like you know mukumadulin is uh is not uh the most physical defender and that's probably because he's still probably you know not confident in terms of his size you know in terms of his his mass right he's obviously Mm -hmm. is tall but he's not he's not big right um but uh also too he may not be kind of uh um he doesn't strike me as being the 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 meanest guy and not that he has he doesn't have to be rako gouda is the butcher he doesn't have to be chris pronger but if he but he does need to be a certain degree of aggressiveness to uh to be a great angel defenseman right mm-hmm. you know and not just a guy that is like kind of a leaves you wanting more defensemen which i could see yeah. Mukubdun ending up as a guy you see all this physical package puts up points right like tyler myers maybe in in, in his oh, team right yeah. but yeah kind of leaves you wanting more though to some mm-hmm. degree right um and so Mukubdun can end up being a guy like that um, sure. but, um, if he's able to kind of up the defensive, you know, anyway, if, if that catches up to the offense and both of those things grow together, I wouldn't rule out, you know, uh, Mukumadulin being, uh, you know, yeah, like a, like, like a, a actual star player. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, you don't, you don't want to mess it up. Um, yeah. you want to give him enough time to marinate and the Veracuda yeah. also could really use him on the power play. So. Well, they anyway. might have Henry Thrun and Mukum Dulan Parlo. Oh, true. Be they might have both. <laughs> and Gavanka. <Yeah>. And, Gavanka. <laughs> and Jacob McDonald. <laughs> I think 
knows? Kavanka might <laughs> Actually, go between McDonald Germany. and Kavanka as as on, on your top AHL power play Ooh. unit, you're you're pretty gonna be pretty set. Barracuda are gonna be stacked back there. <laughs> they could All be. Right. Our goaltenders <laughs> for the Sharks are gonna be Mackenzie Black. Yeah, that's sad. We don't have to talk about those guys. Yeah, so <laughs> I know. It, unless something they injury claim another goalie something. injury trade something. Right, weird. right. Uh, I could see them. Uh, during final cutdowns, uh, um, you know, throughout the league, maybe they'll claim a veteran goalie if Makanyemi is not available. So. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah Makanyemi is still late. working his way back. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little lean right now because mm-hmm. um, Makanyemi's possibly in or out, and then you've got Romanov and uh, Krona. Who are yeah, who have never played an AHL game. Yeah. So. So. All right. Let's do our projected roster. Okay. So. Um, let's do it. Okay. Well, so let's start first with Logan Couture. And um, we'll run off the obvious names and then the ones that are kind of debatable. I guess we'll just briefly talk about why they're in. And so Hoffman, Couture, Barabanov, Hurdle, Declare, uh, Zadina, Granlin, Kunin, uh, mm-hmm. Zetterlin, Sturm, and LeBanc. And the sure. uh, other two guys we have, we have 13 forwards on, on our projected 23-man roster, uh, Eklund and Smith. And before Damn. we talk about Eklund and Smith, because I know those are our, our bubble guys before, I did want to say with Zetterlin that um, Zetterlin, based on what he showed last year, he probably should be more on the tweener list because he wasn't very sure. good for the Sharks. But uh, based on his scouting reports before and also, you know, again, his kind of his uh, place in the Timo Meyer trade it wasn't the centerpiece like moving with in the first round pick, but he was a key piece of the Timo Meyer trade that like he's gonna get that sort of uh, that that rope at least this year. You know, if he yeah. puts up another year like he put up with the Sharks, uh, which you know equates uh, pro rates to zero goals and like. <laughs> 13 Five assists. Points. Yeah, 10 points on that. <laughs> in 82 yeah. games. Then yes, you know, Zetterlin is 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 is, is going to be Gonzo, but uh but mm-hmm. uh yeah, so 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 he's safe, but um yeah, like he definitely needs to show something this year. Uh but anyway, with with Eklund, like I said, we talked at length that um yep. I don't think he's been exceptional so far in camp and I do think he needs to get there, but I think he will reach it. I have I have I have mm-hmm. a, a faith in that. Um and um with uh, Smith, I think it's just uh, the element that he brings, right, that no one yep. else brings, that I think is valuable. And is also, if you put it on waivers, somebody might pick up, though he does have a two-year contract, too, so that might make him a sure. little less attractive on waivers. But he's a minimum player, pretty much, or close to that. So, so yeah, I just don't uh, think there's anybody else that brings it, so I think they have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he, he has that role, and I think that um, they do think he's a better fit. Uh, that's my perception. They think he's a, he's a better fit than VL and Gadrovich were. Mm-hmm. In terms of just his style of play, his pace, I've only seen skating, the, his game—the one game that he played, or or did he play two? I can't he remember. played one, I think. Yeah, one. He looked good. Like he actually has mm-hmm. like a lot of pace to his game. So, um, I, basically, so that's and, and the interesting is we're carrying thirteen forwards instead of fourteen. Most mm-hmm. teams carry fourteen and seven D, but because the Sharks have so many D men, well, a lot of people do thirteen seven two too. So, 13, but thirteen uh, seven two or thirteen yeah. seven and three. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, rarely the third goalie, but still, like, uh, yeah, but it's a cap or whatever, right? You know, like yeah, some cap. teams will just go, to, you know, like, you know, 12, 22. 7, and 2 or whatever, right? But yeah. anyway, though, uh, we're going to go with eight defensemen, though, because the Sharks do not have cap problems. <laughs> nope. And Maybe. so, um, our, uh, so, so the five sure things, uh, are, uh, Ferraro, Ruda, uh, Vlasic, Benning, and Burles. 
And our three uh, sort of uh, on the bubble guys are Thrun, Knizhov, yeah. and uh, Hotiak. And um, Thrun is a, is just just again like Eklund. We think that he's going to be good enough that you know he can't keep a good man down, kind of thing, right? Um, <laughs> and yeah, and they don't gain as much from the AHL as Mukhamadulin would, I think. You know, Thrun is like <laughs> I said, more just physically developed, and so yeah. You know, Thrun has only had a cup of coffee in the NHL, and um, so sure, he's not that much more experienced than Mukumadulin at the North American, like the whatever the the, the pro North American game. But um, I, you know, I just think uh, Thrun is more mature um, uh, physically, but also too just um, you know just just uh, mentally too, just as a leader that sort of thing. You know, like Thrun, you know, just when you talk with him. He he strikes you as a future leader. What is Mugu doing? You know, a great seems like a great kid, but seems like a kid still. You know, and yeah. so uh, so I think that's another uh, plus in Thrun's favor if we're comparing Thrun to Mugu Madulin and Kanijov and Ahotiak. I think a lot of it is just that uh, they are not waiver exempt. Ahotiak, you know, I feel pretty confident that they will want to see what they have. Uh, Kanijov, they might try to pass through the waivers. I can see that, but, um, sure. but I think that they will want to see what Kanishov has this year if he has you know uh if he is indeed back on track so so mm -hmm. uh I, I don't think they'll give up on him quite so quickly yeah and they might both, season but yeah and but, both those guys are are serviceable enough above the guys that would get waived in this scenario you think uh, so? Or, we think so yeah at least uh, mostly i would say so the, yeah. the guys that yeah. would be um waived or traded or injured or Wherever, but not on the 23-minute roster. And um, yeah, again, uh, just to repeat, we have Blackwood and Captain as a goalie, so that's, you know, yeah, we're going 13, <laughs> 8, and 2. So Yeah, so it would be Oscar Lindblom um, would be, you know, injured, waived, or traded. Um, mm -hmm. uh, He's Jacob not getting traded with his contract, probably. <laughs> probably not. Oh, okay. Peterson, well, yeah, McDonald, Gavanka, Say the Schimmick. names first, yeah, and then we'll talk about him. Yeah. And then, Lindblom, um, Peterson, McDonald, Gavanka, Schimmick, yep. Yep, and then... Bordalo and Mugamadulin would be going down. To yeah, waiver exam, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and they would be going down as you know, capacity waivers. So, um, we can talk a little bit about those guys. Uh, that yeah, would be... I mean, we, we have to some degree, but yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I would say uh, that Limblom and Shimmy, we talked about this, you know, sort of their contracts make it, uh, uh, you know, unlikely that they'll they're they're tradable or yeah. uh, would be claimed by waivers, which could make it more attractive for waivers in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think though that and Gavanka are like one year contracts that anybody could claim if they wanted, right? But I don't, but I don't know be... if the yeah yeah. Too bad yeah. if they got did get claimed. Basically. Right. And you know, Peterson, Peterson is sneaky. One. I know you like Peterson uh, more than, yeah. than I do. Um, I like him, but, and I think the um, the issue is is that there's a possibility that he's claimed, and then he actually is good, and we just didn't get enough time with him. So, but who knows? Could possible. also be that he's. Not I would predict. At all. <laughs> you know, call you. You can definitely uh, call me out on this if I'm wrong, but I. I don't. I'm not. I'm not buying on him. So. Sure. Um, this my opinion. So yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that also too with Peterson that you know guys of his profile aren't usually uh, just very attractive on waivers because again he's a guy that unless you're unless you have a ready-made spot like in your yeah. top nine right you give him some power play time like mm -hmm. I'm not sure what he's doing for you you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, um, you know, uh, like I said, a guy like Limblom, like McDonald, even or Shimmick, they kind of offer like kind of like, you know, role player things, right? Yeah. Uh, that that I can see being a tr- you know McDonald, especially with his contract. Um, um, so yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's tough. You know, uh, Limblom and Shimmick are guys that you normally wouldn't think would be on waivers just because of their of their contracts, and um, just. You know that 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 shows what what a team believes, uh, how much a team believes in them. But sure. obviously, Shimmick was a different regime that signed them, and um, and the the, the Sharks are, are are deeper this this year, and so yeah, especially up front. Yeah, yeah especially up front. Long. Yeah, and, and also so, so many guys in the back end too. It's just yeah. not like that they're they're deep in the fact that they have a bunch of you know third pairing and below yeah. defensemen. So. So I guess I would say finally in closing, before we get to uh, the, we're going to talk about one more thing, guys, after our 23 man roster, just a brief uh, 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 rundown of uh, guys that uh, are still in camp, but you know, we don't think are close to the sharks, but just a quick discussion about impressions of mm-hmm. some of them, like Neil Gushin and uh, Georgie Romanoff and stuff like that, or Romanoff, I think it's, it's uh, pronounced, but sure. anyway, though, um, just a closing thought of for me uh, about about uh, you know these uh, these group of players that I think they're going to try to pass through waivers. Um, I just want to remind everybody that you know we're having a discussion on September twenty eighth. Uh, <laughs> podcast will be out the next day. This we're still pretty early in camp, you know. And can I see a Limblom, you know, finally showing some of that that offense that you know was sort of promised, right? Sure. Uh, you know, sh- you know, Shimmick is is a pro. You know, uh, um, there's there's a there's a lot to like about it. you know, you can there's everything to like about Shimmick except for his contract and also his uh, injury. You know how how injury prone he is. You know, but in terms of just being a pro and also being a guy that you know always gives his all out there, right? And uh, is you know can can be a punishing hitter, be physical, right? He adds that element that. The Sharks didn't have so much of last year, and now maybe they have more of like a guy like Ohotiak around. But um, so you know, I can see them kind of turning themselves into players that you must keep, you know, uh, mm-hmm. by by the end of camp. And then then in that case, you have ready-made guys to send down, right? Like sure. Eklund and Thrun. That there's no uh, uh, you know harm to your roster. Yeah, or say of. somebody like. Eklund doesn't, you know, take the next step throughout training camp, and then Peterson does. Sure, Eklund goes down. Right. Peter comes up. So like, right, right, right. But he right. has to be somebody like that, like a skill guy for Peterson to step for, in. For basically. for yeah, yeah, for for Eklund, but uh mm. oh yeah for yeah i mean for peterson yeah like peterson's fit um so yeah anyway so we'll see basically you know so like uh um, you know this is just our guest right now we can do this episode next week and <laughs> might be different you know, might look a bit different yeah sure or they you know claim somebody on waivers or something yeah or, or someone gets knows? hurt right yeah i you know i'm wondering about ty smith you know we talked about him in a carlson I, you know like i had uh, another left-handed defenseman to the uh into the pool for the sharks. You know? They need a they need a power play quarterback. I know that 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 Thrun has looked fine in the preseason, sure. but it really is just a preseason. No one projects long term Henry Thrun as your PP one quarterback. Like sure. That's again, you know, putting a guy in an unfair Way position. Station. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I don't know if that's advisable. Um, maybe you can protect the Thrun with all the forwards that are around him that are you know sure. that are uh, are are. Uh, top six competent forwards um but anyway though yeah so so that's that's so i i wonder about that we'll see uh yeah, yeah I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll know tomorrow obviously 
So by the time well, you hear this, we'll know if Ty Smith is a shark. So or if um, Spencer <laughs> Martin is a goaltender for the Sharks or something. Uh, I think that's what really, I think the goalies are going to wait because goalies, know. Uh, you know, th- a lot of times teams, you know, will, will might sneak them in the final cutdowns, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah. there's going to be guys available. So I'm still a yeah. uh, uh, bated breath for the Martin Jones uh, Sharks reunion. So. <laughs> So the um, let's let's get a, a couple quick impressions about some guys that sure. we didn't mention above, um, but then we can get out of here before my yep. headphones die. And also, um, it is know, very late where you are. So yeah, very late where I am. So first guy, my favorite guy, Daniel Gushin, um, had an assist in the last preseason game. Good for him on the power play. He actually got a lot of compliments from the Ducks broadcast about his play on the power he play, did. which is interesting. Um, I thought he looked good on the power play. But the issue did was... you listen to the Ducks broadcast? Yeah, I listened okay, to the I did too. Yeah, I was not sure what Emerson Eden, he was the color commentator, what mm-hmm. he said. I don't remember precisely what he said about Gushin, but he was very, very complimentary. Yeah. I think he basically called Gushin the Sharks' best player uh, uh, <laughs> last night, which I don't know if I quite agree with, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, it wasn't somebody a very said stacked it. roster, uh, but somebody didn't say it, and, he, and Quinn yeah. even said he had a good game, yeah. um, or a better game than he's had before. But the rest he called of it a big step forward, camp. he called it a big yeah. step forward, yeah. Rest of training camp hasn't been great. Right, um, the big step forward means that the rest the, of it wasn't good. <laughs> the the steps before were not so good. Yeah, yeah no, I uh, actually I asked a, a, a Quinn a very direct question about it. Um, I asked him uh, just paraphrasing. Uh, I asked about Gushin today, and I asked, um, you know, in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, Gushin has really just been okay throughout rookie faceoff sure. included, and in scrimmages and in practices and in his first preseason game too, just okay at at best. Mm-hmm. So basically, not very good. And Quinn uh, didn't push back at, at all on, on that, and he said, "Yeah." And and then I, I asked, um, you know, did Daniel really need a game like last, you know, like like uh, yeah. like Wednesday, right? And 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 Quinn said, yeah, he 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 did, you know. And then he said, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a big step forward, the best game that he's had so far, even going back sure. to rookie faceoff, right? And mm-hmm. I would say, you know, just overall impressions about Gushin so far. Like I was, to be honest, like like uh, hoping. Um, to see like a, a noticeable bump in his strength and quickness. And mm-hmm. it might be there subtly, but I, I don't see it obviously. Yeah. And he's going to need that, um, uh, you know, no matter the skill he has, um, you know, or sort of, you know, like a willingness to, to, to go into tough areas at times, you know, like yeah. um, he's going to need more of that. And so, yeah. So um, I would say that, yeah, like, uh, uh, his arrow, um, at least so far, is not trending up, and it might. Yeah. You know, like I said, we have plenty of time. We have two weeks left in camp, sure. Um, and he's waiver exempt, so you know it's there's no harm, no foul, and it's, yeah, it's, it's always been my him. always been my expectation that he wouldn't make the Sharks this year. Oh, sure, anyway. absolutely not. Yeah, like, I don't think anyone. I really never. Thought so. I think there was like a lot of hype because he had you know a good stretch at the end of the year last I, year. I think though but that I think, I, 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 think was I would like to have seen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have hype or whatever. I don't, I don't think sure. about that or, or feel that. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I just would have liked to have seen him make a better case for himself yeah. uh, up to this point, which he hasn't. And he, like yeah. I said, he might in the next two weeks, but, uh, uh, based on last year, like I didn't know, I did not expect him to break camp with the sharks, but mm-hmm. would it be nice if he was there at the last minute? Like he was sure. good enough where it's, it actually becomes a serious thought. 
Yeah. That's kind of what you're hoping for, you know. Yeah, you know? where he's in the cuts realistically of like, what you're hoping for. Yeah, he's in like the last cuts with like your Bordalo, right, and you're like, right, 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 right. Instead of being like with your Robbins and Cardwell and, and, and all those guys and Gushin stuff. Gushin may know? still, like I said, we have two weeks yeah, left, so he yeah. may get there. But right now, though, right, yeah, right now, uh, the next wave of cutdowns, yeah, it like, might be him. He would yeah. be, he would be in it. He, he wouldn't be making it to, to, well, you know, you know, uh, uh, to Europe, you know, like, like last year, that was a big thing, right. To make it to Europe, yeah, right. Make it to Europe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at this point he, 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 would maybe not the be... one game was enough to get him like extended a little bit more time. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I yeah. don't think cut downs. I think, uh, they're, uh, what did they maybe say? next Monday? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to have one more game. You know, Krona is going to get that start. should get that start. And then, uh, yeah, so there's a little more. He has time. Maybe not two. I shouldn't say two weeks. He has like five days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Wiseblad and Robbins, I think. Or we'll, we'll talk about Wiseblad first. I think sure. he's shown well. I think um, yes. he he's improved his game to to be a like a professional hockey player. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. An, an, an AHL professional at the, at the time being. Um, right. Which, if you remember, he wasn't, and you remember, but if everybody doesn't remember, he wasn't that way. Like, at the beginning of the oh, year last year, he was yeah. in and out of the lineup. He was not He was considered... in Wichita. He was in ECHL yeah. for a day, you know. Exactly. So, it's impressive that he's improved that much to to basically turn his game around. Um, he looks good. He's fast. He's pesty. He's feisty. Um, but I, I think he will be sent down in the next round of cuts, probably. He also has a, a more of a willingness to play inside. And mm-hmm. uses, you know, uses, uh, uses additional, you know, he said he added like seven pounds of muscle and you could see, you know, noticeable sure. difference with him and to, to use that to attack inside and, you know, what, you know, we question sometimes with like a Bordolo and to, you know, a lesser degree with Gushin, right? Uh, like Weisblad has kind of shown a willingness to use like, yeah, to, to, to just be, uh, to, to, to go to those dirty areas. You know, he just mm-hmm. doesn't have the natural skill of the players that we mentioned, but, uh, sure. but yeah, I, I think that he, uh, has, has made a positive showing, uh, in the rookie face off and, uh, and so far in, in camp, I'd like to see him get one more game. Um, you know, I don't think he's anything close to NHL ready, but, um, but, uh, I think though that he has, put himself back on the map of maybe, yeah, maybe there is a bottom six role in his future in mm-hmm. Angel. Maybe. Uh, not right now, uh, but maybe. Yep. Uh, I think part of it too is, and we've talked about this, I think I think he, he has embraced more the um, just who he has to be at the higher levels. Yep, yep. It's you know, he's not... To, yeah, yeah just a little bit. He's not... He's not uh, he, I mean, I mean, of course, he doesn't want to forget that. Oh, you know, I used, I used, I used to score a Prince Albert. You don't want to forget that completely, but I, I think he's embraced more that I've got to be a certain kind of way, and that may not include being on the top power play unit, et cetera, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's one of the things that will help him too. Mm-hmm. Robbins is an interesting one, and, and Robbins has had an interesting training camp. He got into a fight. Um, he almost fought Ranko Gudis like the bench a few times. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna play. That's I'm not, gonna say that Gudis back down from that fight. That's yeah, my yeah, kick. yeah. I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dog uh, Robbins, but I'm not no. gonna say he almost got into a fight. He did not almost yeah. get in a fight there. So he almost got into a um, an ER somewhere. Yeah, yeah. being beaten. Anyway, um, anyway, he said like he's been good. He's a versatile forward. Mm. I think it's an interesting thing. I think he's well, not good, but he's been fine. Uh, and I like his, I like his versatility in a lineup. Like he does have a little bit of, 
like he can play in winger center. He's decent sure, defensively. He has a versatility, yeah. He has versatility. He doesn't yeah, have like a um, ton of skill, like not enough like Right, and that's skill. that's what you know you kind of hope for uh mm-hmm. being a second round pick and also where he was drafted and he's put up points at the AHL level. Sure. Uh, and I expect him to continue to do that. But yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to translate though. I guess mm-hmm. I made the face because I actually do like Tristan in the sense of I think that he also has done a better job of embracing like like Ozzy, you know, like just like this is what I've got to be at this level. I sure. can't I can't be, you know, skillsy. I can't be that guy here, you know. I so yeah. I think I think he has embraced that. And so I think that is going to help him and I I do can see him sort of topping out as like a 4C maybe, you know, it's obviously mm-hmm. his size is going to be a limitation there, but, uh, yeah. you know, his uh, work ethic and his skating, um, yep. you know, that's going to be a, a plus for him in, in, in that regard. Um, but um, in terms of just his overall camp performance though, like has he jumped out? Not, not particularly, not really. you know, like, sure. and, you know, uh, Quinn made the sort of backhanded compliment when asked about him recently. Oh yeah. You know, he was, uh, he was better, much better this game than in the last game, or he was, you know, you know, noticeably better, whatever. I don't know exactly what what, what Quinn said, but basically that uh, uh, Robbins was much better in, in, in his second mm-hmm. game than the first game, which tells you that his first game wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. and so... Um, he sees, a, I see a lot of like, um, maybe Dylan Gambrell and Robbins, which is like, oh, yeah, not that's a great actually a pretty fair, like, uh, fair comp. Yeah. I kind of that. like you, maybe your four C <laughs> kind of sticking around. He's versatile. You can put him in a lineup. He's not going to do you much harm. That's kind yeah, of Gambrell's a little bit bigger long, but He's I can see what bigger. you're saying though. Yeah. Like Gambrell yeah. looked like he should have been maybe a little better defensively mm-hmm. at least. And I don't think that quite happened, uh, but sure. there wasn't enough offense to, you know, really do much uh, of anything. Yeah, to <laughs> to uh, to 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 be a, a, a third line center even, but um, mm-hmm. I guess no, I guess the defense is fine though. Yeah, because he, yeah, no, it, it was, yeah, because Gambrell is stuck around as like a four C, yeah. and so yeah, so just that the offense really, uh, I don't, know, I guess what I'm saying is uh, using Ro- talking about Robbins. I don't know if Robbins is good enough defensively though. Uh, so Gambrell mm-hmm. is a decent comp, but I think that. You know Gambrell's tools too, right? Like you know skating and size sure. and whatever, right? Like made him like at least like okay, well we can't put him on a power play or anything, but we can you know use him uh, defensively. Well, I'm not sure if Robin's mm-hmm. Robin's got a better will, shot. Maybe if that counts. Right, a right, shot, but that doesn't but... that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't do you do so much. much in the four C role, right? Um, yeah, for so, sure. I don't maybe he, um, maybe I mean, a... he he works hard and and, yeah. and and he is like you know he is uh, uh you know probably faster than Gambrell and. You know, if he can get stronger, he can be one of those mm-hmm. small, strong guys. So, I, so I'm not putting it past Robbins, but I would fire, say that yeah. the ceiling has sort of, uh, uh, you know, been maybe a little bit lowered on him, though. And maybe he'll prove sure. us wrong. You know, he is a very hard worker, so he might prove us wrong. But, I mean, that's yeah. sort of how I think could he's regarded be, right now. So Yeah, it could be a guy that needs a couple more years in the AHL before he really does take a versatile. Maybe. Or, yeah. like, because of his versatility, step into an NHL lineup. But. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Uh, and, you know, it's always you can default back to his fighting skill, which is, you know, very, uh, very good. Anyway, <laughs> um, another guy that I don't think has had a particularly great camp is Nick Cichek or Cichek. Yeah. Um, kind of came out of nowhere uh, past year or two um, to basically um, playing NHL games last year. Looked OK during it and then went to the Barracuda afterwards and 
I think he had like two assists for like 30 games or something like that. And he just was not but even more importantly, just, uh, I think look his good. defense. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that suffered. I'm not sure sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's a confidence thing or whatnot, but yeah, sure. I, I, I agree that like, uh, uh, since his sort of his rise, right. Uh, mm-hmm. that his, his play hasn't improved and actually, uh, you know, probably, uh, has gone down, a, gone down yeah. a notch. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't, uh, uh, hasn't really stood out so far in, in, in camp or sure. in the, you know, second preseason game, uh, he, he played, uh, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, not, not looking great so far for him in, in, in camp, uh, for sure. Um, get a few more again in the rock, which is an interesting decision that they have to make probably pretty soon, but whether or not he's going to be going to the WHL, um, or stick in the AHL. I would um, predict that, that, that fairly certain that, that he will, but I, the reason why I want to talk about him is because he has shown, you know, kind of a, a, a bit more, uh, a puck moving. I've been pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised by his, his ability to move the puck vision, sure. make some plays. Right. Yeah. I think his skating is, is, is still a bit rough and, um, you know, rougher so than before, before his hip surgeries. And so that's, that's going to be something that he's got to come back from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to send him back. I don't, I just don't, don't think he's quite ready, but I, you know, maybe they like him uh, more than, than I do at the moment. Um, but uh, hard to know. It's it kind of, kind of mixed, not mixed signals, but like mixed messaging on it a little bit. Um, I remember there was an expectation that he would play AHL and now it's like, Maybe, well, maybe that, that, that was, that expectation is... was, was years ago when, before he had double hip surgery. <laughs> and before yeah. he played four games last year so i you need know, to the- um i need to rewatch our, our, our todd Marchant uh interview because i thought i remember hearing him no, say something I about it hmm, okay. but I'll, I, anyway. I, don't, I don't believe so i think that the thing was he was going to you know uh 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 be ready for dev camp which was or not dev camp, for rookie face off yeah. Uh, maybe you're right though. We'll, I'll, I'll listen back to just make sure we didn't miss anything there, a clue mm-hmm. about what they might do with LaRock. But, uh, um, but anyway, though, um, um, <clears throat> I, I think he, I think he's looked good. I, I do agree yeah. that I think his skating is he, still a concern. He, he's looked better than that. Maybe I, I, I thought he might after, after playing so little last year. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to give him that. I think that's still a smart player. Yeah. 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 You know, I think he has a, a lot to, to uh, sort of uh, make up for or get you mm-hmm. know get back you know he's he's still not quite back on the road you know it's still a little bit of a distance there but i could see him making that up uh, this year so the other you know, consideration we'll is is they could keep him in the hl for kind of like a conditioning and rehab year almost like uh you're playing but you're you're mostly working on trying to get faster trying to get stronger trying to get back into like the speed of missing so much time kind of thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. They kind of did that with 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 uh, with Weisblatt, I think, last year. So mm-hmm. um, it's pot. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a fair point. I didn't really think of it that way. Yeah, there's no real roster limitation. Because you can't really there. do that in the so. at WHL where you're playing all the time and you're right, on the right, road right, and right, on right. buses and you know. Right, I guess that be... it might depend on what day. Uh, yeah, because if I recall correctly, with Weisblatt, the, you know, he had the shoulder stuff, but you know, they mm-hmm. sort of thought it'd be better for him to to just you know, stay in San Jose and, you know, and, 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 and focus on getting stronger and stuff instead of playing games. Um, yep. so with, you know, with, with, uh, at the WHO. So yeah, actually that's a, that's a pretty good point. Uh, that, that might be, that, that mm-hmm. might be what they're thinking. Yeah, for sure. Um, touched on a few goalies. Romanov, I thought, uh, looked interesting. I, he had like, um, 
in the beginning of the first period of his game that he played, I was like, wow, Romanov looks good. And then he let in like two goals right back to back. Well, as soon as yeah, I, I don't think he was that, really tested though. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he had like a few saves that I was like, okay, pretty decent. Yeah. Um, he's athletic. He's quick. He's rangy. Mm-hmm. He looks he's huge. He's big. Yeah. And did you looks see that skinny. picture that the Sharks posted of him, mm-hmm. uh, uh, getting on the plane next to Gushin and uh, Ohotiak. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing He's picture. Big. Yeah, yeah, that looks like the sequel to uh, what's that uh, Billy Crystal movie? My Giant. So. <laughs> my yeah, My Giant. But um, but he wasn't. Uh, he led in a really, I think, a bad five hole goal. And, yeah, um, that was, he was that not. Out to uh, me. He was not yeah. very good. But then you know, uh, Quinn gave him a bit of a pass, and I think fairly so. Like sure. First ever, you know, yeah. NHL game, you know, the ice, that's a big adjustment for goalies uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, come from overseas, just the dimensions, right? And just how much quicker things are here because the players have less space. So the puck's yeah. going to just get on you, you know, quicker. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, so so I, I don't know if there's too much to draw from the from that first game. Um, we'll see, you know, I, I'm still forming my opinion about him and... Uh, sure. It's a good so, bet, though. It's an interesting pickup for the Sharks. Yeah, so like, it's an interesting bet, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will say one thing about Rom- uh, uh, Romanov, uh, that um, um, he was good in the scrimmages, and I will say that, like, you know, when they signed him, you know, no idea, right? Never watched him in the VHL, right? And who who knew what they were getting, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that after the first few days, I would say that he does belong at this level and sort of the— sure. AHL development level like the <clears throat> the tools are there you know uh the height obviously but also the at the the quickness and athleticism quickness, yeah. and so so like this wasn't a kind of guy that you sign and you watch like why the hell did they sign this guy you know? <laughs> so like, yeah. every once in a while you know the team a team will sign somebody and you watch him like uh, I have know. a specific um goaltender yeah. prospect recently that comes to mind but uh I'm not sure yeah I don't know if I will even put that 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 guy. Uh, if you mean like Melnichuk, I'm not even sure. If I, eh, no, 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 because no, oh. like they pulled him out of like out of that's literally out of nowhere. This was a this a Q guy that was signed. Kimber's last name, not signed. Oh. They they drafted and then oh my god, what's his name? Oh, Amon. Damon, thank you so much. Amon was incredible the year they drafted him. At least uh, I know statistically, stats wise. And then <laughs> he went like 27 and one or something like that. Man, his. <laughs> Like every time I watched Amon play in any of the dev camps, scrimmages, training camps, I was yeah, like, it was oh my rough. God. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Buddy. Yeah, he, yeah. He didn't, he didn't quite uh, develop, obviously, no. as, as they hoped. Whereas, um, uh, the, yeah, like, uh, uh, Romanov, yeah, is, uh, definitely has, has tools. I'm just actually yeah. curious. Amon did, uh, I'm just uh, going to, I don't want to totally, uh, totally <laughs> derail uh, this. I wonder what yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amon did sign with uh, AHO. Actually, it looks like he's gonna form. He might form a duel with Strauss Mann. I think. Uh, oh really? They both sign in Laval. Yeah, they in both Laval? sign in Laval. Oh, yeah. Look at and Caden Caden Primo's there too. So maybe Amon uh, is ticketed for their ECHL. But he got yeah. signed at least though. So it was it's not like he uh, yeah did not he's get in signed. So Europe or something like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, and then McAniemy is injured. That's our, yeah. that's our uh, I'm gonna re-enter the picture just to finish up. Yeah, the Macam is our last guy, so sure. thanks for hanging hanging here with us and uh, staying awake, Keegan. But anyone I'm else awake. who's listening this far, uh, <laughs> Makanyemi, um, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, um, so 
the Sharks have already planned out their, their schedule. You know, like Krona, uh, Quintoto is a Krona should start the next game, basically. He didn't say when, but you can assume so because then a lot, there's two more preseason games. It's usually are kind of your tune-up games, which mm-hmm. uh, basically Kakinen and Blackwood uh, are, are going to get. And so I think it's interesting that you, we see nothing uh, from Makanyemi. And Makanyemi, too, interestingly, was kept away from all the scrimmages. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is part of practice, but I think they're being pretty careful with him. Um, so, yeah, so I, I wonder if we'll see him even in the Barracuda um, age, the, the preseason games. I'm not sure what the Barracuda preseason schedule is, but um should know that. But anyway, though, yeah, so so until we see him in game action, you know, I think it's really hard to say that, um, you know, where exactly he's at. And by the way, the... Barracuda have two exhibition games, uh, October 6th and October 7th, and then they start the season on October 13th. And okay. so, um, yeah, so if Makinami doesn't play in either of those exhibition games, if they go with uh, Romanov and Krona, um, then mm-hmm. that's going to be obviously very telling. You know, I don't know if they'll just throw Makinami out opening night, you know, out, out of nowhere. So, Yeah. All right, Chang, I've got to go to sleep. Yep. <laughs> you do. Um I uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, this week's episode. We will be back uh, next week, probably with all again preseason roster talk yes, and all of and everything we, we said. Uh, are uh, projecting Ooh. a very exciting guest. Uh, I've been That's working true. on it for a couple of weeks here, so we'll see. But we 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 think we can. We will we'll lock it down next week. So yeah, I'm excited about that one too. Yeah, um, it's uh, on brand for what we were just talking about. To spoil it, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a, oh, we have a good week. <laughs>